Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hello and welcome back into another edition of The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. I'm Mark Killian here again on the podcast as we talk about the world of investing finance and retirement. Make sure you check us out online at thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. While you're there, you can click on the Listen Now button to hear some shows. You can click on past episodes and catch up on some things. You can even click on Meet Nate and get yourself an appointment to come in and talk to him. And while you're there, don't forget to click and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and various other outlets. As we always do, we talk about investing, finance, and retirement with Nate. And here's Nate. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, what's up? I'm doing good. Doing excited good. about today. And man, you guys have done a fantastic job on the on the website oh, thank and you, all thank for you. us. And yeah, so you know, for those of you that are listening, if you haven't been to thefinancialanswer.com, check it out. Yeah. You don't have to actually even listen to the whole show nope. anymore, which is awesome. You yeah. can you can actually pick out little segments that interest you and just listen to those. And it's exciting. We're we're happy to have this and I, I can't thank you guys enough. It's oh, absolutely. We, we love doing it. Done, I always so. love being on the show yeah. with you anyway. We were did our radio show for about a year <laughs> oh, and a yeah. half, and now we're doing this. And yeah, that's a great point. There's little tags on there on each episode. You can see little number tags. It's a timestamp. And you can click on that to take you to the part of the podcast that maybe interests you most if you don't have time to listen to the whole thing. But a lot of people listen to podcasts in their car while they're driving now versus radio stations and things of that nature. So make sure you subscribe yeah. and listen to it on your phone as you're going here and there and around the square at the time of this podcast anyway as the time we're taping this uh yeah. the dow has once again popped over 26 it has yeah Crazy. it has i know it's what getting back up there to a peak again so I, i'm thinking awesome is what i'm thinking so, so let me ask you yeah, do you think yeah. that do you think 30 is out of out of range Oh, absolutely not. Forty's yeah. not out of range. Really? So yeah, forty's wow. not out of range. So, now, how long it takes you know, is another story. Yeah, right? no, that's right. I mean, really, you know, looking looking historically, uh, we can see about you know doubling every seven years. Okay, okay on average. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to. Of course, past performance is no guarantee uh, of the future. Course. But disclaimer, but it, you know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got to throw that in there. Throw but the disclaimer you know, in. realistically, that means the Dow would be at fifty in seven years. No okay. way. It's just God, a that number. that seems improbable. I know. It does that seem so incredibly it does seem, improbable. It does. But, you know, I mean, really, 2008, we were at 6,500. Of course, that was at a really bad time. After the, after the downturn. Right? Yeah, yeah, after the downturn, it had gotten up to, you know, 10,000 a little bit, you know, and gotten up a little bit higher than that since that time. So in but 10 yeah, years, I mean, yeah, if we're 6,500, we've basically come up yeah. a little oh, under 20,000 20, It's had in 10 years. fantastic growth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's had fantastic growth over that time frame. So yes, I mean, you know, we just, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, also, let me talk about this caveat. Sure. yeah, the, go for the, it. The, the Nikkei index, you okay. know, in, in the 80s, which is a Japanese index, that index was at 20,000, I believe, in 1980. Uh, today, it's really? at 21,000. 
Interesting. Okay. So not a so lot of movement there. It has not had much movement at all. So over that entire time frame, and really for the past 30 years, it's spent that time below 20,000 and has had basically no growth over that time frame. So um, that's well, do a why lot of the we world, diversify. Right. Very true. Do a mm-hmm. lot of the world markets react more to our stock exchange, obviously, than any other? Oh, or, yeah. We yeah. are 56% of the market. The U.S. is 56% of the world market. So, yes, everybody is looking to us to kind of see what our economy's doing, what our market's doing. They're all doing their own thing, of course, and, and they don't rely on us for the most part. But it does affect the it's a big world factor. when, when yeah. our economy, yeah, when our economy's bad, it affects the world. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, which well, is, it's strong, and now, we saw that, right? Nice. We saw yeah. that in 08. So <laughs> yes, we uh, did. As things were trickling yes, we down. Did. Well, there you go. Well, that's interesting. Well, that's our kind of a news topic to kick things off here on the show. And I was just curious to kind of get your take on that. So let's turn our attention to our confidence corner this week. I like money. I like knowing that I have it. It's time for the confidence corner. And on the Confidence Corner here on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about It Only Takes One. Uh, do you remember the City Slickers movies? Billy Crystal, Jack Palance? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and Jack do. Palance would say, the one thing, right? And he'd stick his finger up. <laughs> That's right. I was thinking about I was thinking about that. And Billy Crystal spent the whole movie trying to figure out the one what the one thing was. Um, so in this case, what we're going to do is it only takes one thing to maybe mess up a retirement plan. You Maybe you've done yeah, a really good job right. in a bunch of categories. But one maybe poorly planned area could kind of throw the whole thing off a little bit. So we're it talking can. about some of those. Yeah. I'm going to give it you a can, couple categories. Can, oh, go ahead. That go sounds ahead. good. No, that sounds good. It can be kind of nerve wracking to hear that, you know, especially if you're getting close to retirement yeah. and, and, you know, you hear that, hey, if I do one thing wrong, then this could really mess it up. But that's why you have an advisor to kind of keep things on track, make sure you are addressing these things. So I'm excited to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And today. I think, and don't get too doomy and gloomy out there. We're not, no, so it's definitely no, not saying right. that it, it could be the be all end all, but if you can identify, <laughs> It, it can certainly help you, you know, not have that one. That's thing. true. So yeah, we'll go with the, the the most obvious one right off the bat, and that's uh, well, if you outlived your money, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good thing. That would sure. kind of be a big one thing. No, that's right. And you know, and really, where this happens um, is the the sequence of returns. Okay, and I, you know, this is advisor talk. <laughs> okay, okay, right. Which really what's what this comes down to. But you know, when you first retire, if you plan on you know having a twenty or thirty year retirement, something like that, which is what we plan for most people today, then you know, the possibility of returns in the first few years of retirement really have an impact on what happens throughout the rest of your retirement. So if you have, you know, really fantastic returns, those first two or three years of retirement, more than likely, you'll never be able to out live your money. Okay. If you stay on a, a, you know, a regular path and even spending probably more in that case than you had planned on, you will not run out of money in most situations. But if you have the opposite of that and you have, you know, a 2008 again, or if you have just a couple of years where the returns are not positive, where they're, you know, they are negative, then that can be a different story. And it may show you running out of money in, you know, 18 years or something. So you've got to be flexible if you are investing in the market with your retirement funds and and make sure that you keep that um, top of mind and your advisor is talking to you about the sequence of returns. Well, let me ask you the the hard question for our listeners. Okay. Is it as possible to run out of money as people think it is? Like we make it like such a big fear 
is it does it happen as often as people try to build it up in it their doesn't. head? Man, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. So people have that fear a lot. But the thing is, is we are all reacting to what's going on in, in our environment. Well, we're, yeah, we're reactive yeah. creatures. Yeah. yeah, we are. And so if we see and, you know, if I have a conversation with someone because and say, hey, you need to kind of slow down on your spending a little bit, then they do. Yeah, they listen. So we can adjust. That's the good thing about this is you can adjust. You can cut out the eight hundred dollar a month country club you know, dues or whatever, <laughs> if you, if you have to, right, you know, right. just to survive. So, I mean, there are things that we all can cut out in, in most plans that, you know, we're still going to be fine. We're still going to enjoy our retirement. We just take two trips a year instead of three or whatever, you know, something like that, that will help you um, be able to maintain and continue during, you know, a 20, 25 year retirement. Yeah. Yeah. We have to curtail a couple of those fly fishing trips. That's right. That's yeah. right. It yeah. happens. Well, all right. You know, that's, that's getting into the cutting out needs. Right yeah, there, yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about the one thing that could maybe uh, derail our retirement plan if you plan yeah. poorly. And that of course, outliving our money, a big one. Uh, let's talk about the creep. And uh, and I don't mean that I don't mean that guy that gives you the willies down at the supermarket, but I mean I mean that inflation creep. Yeah. Um, it is. Hey, look, it is what it is, and you can take mm-hmm. you know you can go political stances, you can do whatever you want, but the reality is is that inflation is here to stay. It's there. and it's gonna yeah. be there, and it's gonna silently chip away. And I think people when you when you show people like when you do the numbers for folks and they and they say for example well in five thousand dollars Nathan gets me covered on all my expenses that I need in retirement I'm grouped yeah. and yeah. you say okay cool and you show them that twenty years into retirement that five thousand is now ten thousand does yeah. it blow their mind or are they do they think you're crazy yeah they're like. I never thought it would be that much, you know, and that's that's a number that we actually use a lot just as examples, because it's it's so important to understand that, you know, if you have a million dollars and you're making, you know, five percent interest on that, that's giving you fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay, Mm -hmm. Okay. that fifty thousand is great right now, potentially, but it's not going to be great in 20 years after you factor in inflation. So basically you're getting half of that. Right. I mean, you're still getting that 50,000, but you have half that buying power in 20 years right. with average inflation rates. So you've got to be in stocks to some extent because, you know, our retirements are so long these days. You got to be there. You've got to have that. So um, you got to have stocks to help you outpace inflation. And, and what's just kind of an average that you see? I know you don't have the data in front of you, but just on an average, what does one of your clients retirement span look like? Is is it 20 years? Is it 25? Is it 30? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's, you know, it's different for everyone. Sure. Of course. Of course. Just kind of an average, but kind of a yeah, ballpark. I mean, that's what you're looking at. Now, I do see, I am seeing people, um, for an example, I just had a client that retired at uh, 58. Okay. Okay. Uh, pretty early. Nice. You know, compared to Kudos. what I see uh, a lot of times. But we've looked at their numbers really well. They've done a good job saving. They've done a good job with budgeting and getting things ready for their retirement. And, and they're good to go. Cool. It looks really good for their plan. So, yeah, they, I mean, we're planning 30 years for them. Right. So 58, so, 78 is certainly reasonable, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, right? easily, easily. Yeah. So, you know, realistically for you and I, Mark, I mean, you know, we have a uh, whatever it's a 70 percent chance of living to 65 okay okay um that's that's the odds but once we get to 65 then the odds of us living to 85 are actually really high really you know, interesting. it's yeah so i mean they're you know just looking across a broad basket of numbers it's you know it's 
not super fantastic odds to reach 65. For <laughs> but it us. gets I mean, better after it that. It does get better That's after so you funny. hit that yeah. age. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is kind of weird how yeah. things work out like that, but it, it does. And so, you know, at that point, and I've got a client that's 83 now, and he's like, I know I'm having to slow down a little bit, you know, and <laughs> I'm going to sell my camper because it's, you know, I can't do that anymore. And, you know, I mean, but he's 83 years yeah. old. That's what you would expect yeah, at that yeah. point. So, you know, he's, he's still going pretty good. Well, there so. you go. Well, <laughs> we'll make sure then we're, we're planning and talking about the possibility of inflation creep, folks. Uh, we're talking about things that can derail your retirement plan, uh, and inflation can certainly be one of them. And so the third one on our list here, Nathan, is the expense of the nursing home stay. Oh, man. And every time I write oh, these man. notes, I always write nursing home because it's faster than writing long-term care. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> no. uh, but it's some form of something. It may the not nursing be home the nursing is, home in is game. what people are afraid of. It, it is. Yeah, the yeah. home, right. Yeah, it that's is. true. Yeah. It is. And so that's the thing. And, and we've talked about this before. The odds of you going to a nursing home are actually really low. Now, assisted living is high. It's very high, right. It's very high. Thank goodness that the cost is about half of that because the nursing home, you know, I know right here in Jackson, the nursing home costs about $80,000 a year. So you're going to pay that either out of pocket or through insurance or something because yeah. Medicare does not cover that stuff. Well, for to, you, to so. your analogy earlier, if you're making 50000 a year off that million, it's not getting it done, is it? <laughs> it's not taking care of of it. Yeah. So somebody's having to do without, yeah. you know, the spouse at home will have to do without in that case. So um, if if that's the type of care that you're needing. So thank goodness today, most people go into an assisted living facility, which is on average about four grand a month. So um, it's it's not quite as bad. It's about $50,000 a year. And um, it's more affordable for people and they can take care of you all the way through that end of life stage. Well, would you say that this is the one area that is probably the most poorly planned? Absolutely. Because nobody thinks that they're going to a nursing home or going to need help. Well, that's admitting okay. that we're frail and having yeah. more problems yeah. than we want, right? Yeah, that's it. And, and nobody likes to admit that. But the odds are of, of one of us going in, even for you and I, Mark, it's 70% chance. Yeah. So it, it'll I mean, be this it, guy right here. <laughs> it'll, it'll be me. You know, we, we don't know. We yeah, don't know we don't, what, we don't who's going to go. Yeah. But the odds of us needing some type of care like that are really high. So you've got to plan for that. I just, I always cringe when, you know, when I'm talking with clients that say, well, you know, we'll just deal with that when that comes. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's, it's not, idea. yeah, it's not a good thing to do. It's, you know, and I, I basically make them sign off on something saying, Hey, I, I've talked to you and I've told you, you've got to have this because that really is a good potential for a lawsuit for advisors. We've got oh, to make sure, sure yeah. that we cover those things that clients need and potentially need to take care of themselves over time. I think a lot of advisors fail at that because they don't sell long-term care insurance or whatever, you know, right. they're only, they're only doing what they sell. Um, we don't sell it either, but it's important to talk about it's it. It's important to plan sure for it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And make sure that you've got it. So um, that one can easily destroy your retirement plan, even if you've planned well everywhere else. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is that can be so expensive. Yeah. You've got to make sure you cover that. Well, and that's really our topic today. That's what we're saying. So we're saying, look, hey, even if you've done a really good job yeah. and you've planned for these categories, uh, or these not these categories, but you've planned for other areas and you've done them well, uh, this one thing, to quote Jack Plants, can come up and bite you into tush. <laughs> yes, so you want to make sure that you're having those conversations. And hey, don't forget, you're listening to the Financial Answer Podcast. You know that, but I'm reminding you. And uh, go ahead and subscribe to us if you haven't already on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all that good kind of stuff. And if you got some questions, 
questions, please, as always, we always say, make sure you before you take any action, you talk with a qualified professional. If you need to, call Nathan directly at 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. A couple more we can squeeze in real quick, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, we kicked off our show actually talking about the market creeping up over 26. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the, the stock market. I mean, it can, it can be the one thing that, that throws the monkey in the wrench. If it you can. Are yeah. not, if you're over, I guess, invested in one area. Maybe. Yeah, if you're too aggressive. And, and I've got a great example. I was okay. just meeting with some clients last week okay. and they were coming in, doing some planning for them. They're, they're new clients that we've got. And I was doing an analysis of her 401k. Okay. They're, they're in their mid fifties. Okay. Getting ready to retire here fairly soon. All right. Within the next five to seven years, mid fifties, she had a hundred percent allocation to international small value stocks. 100% allocation, which is one of the most volatile asset classes out there. Interesting yeah. class to be in, it, yeah. It was crazy. I have never seen that in my entire career did, of being did an she, advisor. Did she know? Did she, she want to be? No, and, okay. no, she didn't. She knew that internationals had done good in 2017. She was hurting really bad from the returns that happened in 2018 because she was so heavily weighted in internationals right. and internationals did terrible last year. How, how big did um, her eyeballs get when you kind of showed her that? Oh yeah. She was like, I had no idea about this. She was even telling people at work, don't buy just this by itself, you know, <laughs> and all this stuff. So, you know, her, her risk level was through the roof wow. and, um, you know, her plan was actually showing like a 29% chance of success in that one asset class wow. looking at the odds. So, just simple diversification, making sure that she had, you know, not all of her eggs in one basket, had a lot of different investments. It really helped to solidify her plan and also make sure that she was able to, you know, have some peace right. of mind yeah. over the next five to seven years. Well, absolutely. That's awesome. So yeah. that's a great example of how one thing can come along and kind of cause those problems. And we'll hit our final one here, Nathan, as we depart okay. the podcast this week. And that's the threat of rising taxes. And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Yeah. I said this before, I think, yeah. and if you're, if you're, you know, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Vegetarian, <laughs> Omnitarian, whatever. Um, That's true. The odds, it the doesn't odds matter. Of, right, it doesn't matter. The odds of taxes going up, somebody's going to have to pay this bill yeah. at some point. If it's not yeah. me and you, That's it's right. not our kids, it's our kids' kids. Yeah. That's right. Maybe we can get China to pay it. So, you know, that's that's the plan. Yeah. So, so you got to you got to plan for taxes. And that's and that's I know we beat this drum over the last probably 2 or 3 months, but yeah. that is one reason no, why we, so many people have been very very interested mm -hmm. in Roths. Yeah, it's it's important to understand this. Everybody that I see for the most part is saving everything through a 401k an IRA which is a tax deferred account you're not paying taxes you're kicking now it down the road at a low tax rate and you're just like Mark said you're kicking it down the road to a probably <laughs> yeah probably a much higher tax rate than where we're at today and so you know make sure that you talk with your advisor about this have the conversation have some different buckets to draw from in retirement the Roth is great because it's a tax-free bucket you can pay the tax now at potentially much lower rates than they will be in the future so pay the tax now on that and then it's tax-free in retirement so have the different buckets that you can draw from it'll make a big difference with your peace of mind and ability to make your plan work throughout yeah. your retirement. Well, and certainly at least have the conversation and run some numbers and get, you know, yeah, take a right. look at the situation to see if it's worthwhile <laughs> because not being as tax efficient in retirement as you could be is kind of an often overlooked place and, and people wind up losing a little more, I think, than they realize. 
It does because you just end up taking out more to pay that tax bill. Yeah. You know, which which is a heavier distribution than you were planning on and then that hurts your long term success. It hurts yeah. the possibilities of long term success. You've got to consider this stuff. Yeah, it hurts the uh, the ability to maybe get all the items checked off the bucket list. That's so, true. Yeah. And that's then true. then you gotta cut down a fishing trip and then nobody's happy. So <laughs> I know. That's right. That's right. So no country club for this month, all that's that kind of stuff. That's right, all that kind of stuff. So hey, that's our podcast this week week. This is the Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. We talked about the one thing maybe you've planned really, really well, but one category, not so much, and it could kind of derail the whole thing or at least cause more problems than you want to deal with. So as always, we appreciate your time here on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us. Go to thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. And you can click on, as you're listening to past episodes and various things, you can click on a subscribe button. You can click on a follow button. Uh, There's uh, uh, Google. There's Apple, their Stitcher, whatever your podcast outlet source is. Share it on social media as well. If you find an episode you think is pretty interesting and you want to share it with friends, please feel free to do so. If you've got questions or concerns, well, you can always holler at Nathan directly, 855-51-COACH, but we strongly encourage you to check us out at thefinancialanswer.com. And buddy, thanks for your time as always. Yeah, thank you. Folks, go enjoy your day. Thanks so much for your time on the podcast. This is The Financial Answer. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.